New Decade. <laughs> We're from the 40s again. <laughs> oh, did we do? Happy New Decade. Why do we, we go there a lot? I don't know. It's just, it's an easy voice to do. It is, it is. It's a yeah, good see, one. is it that voice? Is it the <laughs> same one? Yeah, see? Yeah. Here's it's the right answer, see? <laughs> it's so good. Let me smoke my, cig- my cigar gotta, off the one side of my mouth and uh, my oh, monocle. My monocle. Yeah. See? It's, so, it's like some like a hot, what's his face? Uh, Lee Curtis. Uh, who? Uh, what's his face? Who's Lee Curtis? Something Lee Curtis. Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. Curtis's dad. Oh, oh, Tony. Tony, there we Tony go. Tony Curtis. Lee it's Curtis. him and it. something like a heart. Oh, it's does like, he do the arr, yeah. arr, I see. Mm, I guess I am. Um, so welcome to our <laughs> 40s episode. <laughs> Happy New Decade. It's 1949. <laughs> um, Guys, no. we are very excited. We are back. We took a break because we died after our Christmas show. It took us a week <laughs> to recover from it. Um, we, we are uh, semi-recovered and we are coming to you live, coming to you hot from the East Village in Manhattan um, with our very, very special Decade End uh, uh, podcast. Yeah, it's going to be a doozy because there's so much that we have to talk about. You might be in for a four and a half hour episode. <laughs> I don't know. No, JK. Jeff, because I can't edit that I in know. the next JK, 40 JK. years. No, no, no. No, no edits because it's going to be perfect anyway, Leslie. <laughs> um, it will not be that long. I but know. there's a lot to talk about. Uh, so much that I have a lot of notes, which is a I rarity. Know. Leslie, you're the prepared one with all of the notes. And I'm just True. like, I'm just going to mess up everything you say. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> Tony, uh, Mr. Curtis, can you <laughs> commentate on the vocal expression A? Oh, okay. Um, Guys, guys, uh, we were hitting folks. you up on Instagram and everything with all of your um, favorite songs. Of well, they're all the favorite songs that we have, so I'm not even going to go through them. What we're going to break down is we're going to try and break it down. I don't even know how far we'll no. get, but we're going to attempt. There'll be highlights. Our, there'll be highlights. Um, there'll be like Leslie's hair. Everyone, <laughs> if you don't see it, it's freshly highlighted and. Um, I mean, like, Leslie basically looks amazing 24-7. Not that I see her 24-7. There are, like, four hours out of the week that I don't see you. Um, (laughs) But uh, it looks, like, extra special great as you're headed back to um, Ireland. Actually, I'm heading back to Dublin in two days, so I had to get, like, the hair ready, especially since my sister Shauna is, like, hair queen. It was her birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Shauna. She is, like, bleach blonde, like, hot bombshell, like, Baywatch babe for Balbriggan. She's like Baywatch Balbregan, babe. So that's a lot of yeah. bees. Um, so I had to get my hair ready. And also shout out to my hairdresser, Caitlin Hubert. Uh, Caitlin. She comes in from Louisville, Kentucky every other weekend to New York. So New Yorkers, if you want your hair wow. fucking awesome, check out Caitlin uh, Hubert. Uh, she goes over to Contesta Rock over in the West Village. Um, so, yeah, if you really want to get blonde and save your hair, go do that. But we're not going to talk about hair. We're not going to talk about my sister. We're not going to talk oh, about when Jeff about sees me not wearing makeup. <laughs> we are going to talk about. Gorgeous. She's gorgeous. <laughs> okay. but What are we talking about, though? I, my sister. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm we're talking about. I haven't met your sister yet. I mean, her. Uh, what I say on her Insta is she's gorgeous as well. She's cute. Um, we are talking about the the, the past the, ten the years. So, yeah. all right. I believe it's called a decade. Is, you we say it? decade. I we, say ten years. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So are we in it? We're in. We're on. We're, well, we're going to go for it right oh, now. We're just there. Yeah. We're just going <sighs> to go name our favorite songs and then go out drinking. Okay, great. I'm not kidding. Great. We're going to try and break it down. We're going to, I don't know, should, like, okay, I don't even know how to structure this. Should we kind of, I was thinking of potentially, like, running through, obviously, a bunch of the lists. Lists. Of there are lots of lists. There's the billboards. There's the Rolling Stones. As far as, there's like, the what, you charts. know, quote, unquote, number one, billboard is still, like, technically the standard of singles, right? So this is still yep. what we're using. However, their algorithming, I don't know. But I will tell you that I am here for whatever billboard's doing because you know why? Do you know why? Because I you have know a news? subscription? Do you know news? Oh, no. no. You know news because I, I immediately <laughs> sent it to you. Oh, but oh my so God. Just so we know when yeah, we're we, on the page, we have 100. to talk about it. We have to remind everyone that yep. 25 years after its release date, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey has officially hit number one single on the Billboard chart. That is a big deal. I believe it is her 19th number one single um because mariah does no wrong i have said it before mariah does no wrong and 25 years after its release that's the first time that that's happened a re-entry like that after that that amount of time yeah 
that's I mean, huge. It, it gently I mean, it's re-enters every year, right? Pretty much. I mean, gently, again, but not like gently re-enter gen- you. <laughs> you. You and your jokes today, I'm Leslie. I'm feisty today. It was, it's after feisty. my anniversary. I'm all like the real L word, oh, like living goodness. it up. Um, no, I'm not actually. Um, I watched an episode of the L word. I haven't even oh, told you this. Oh my! Which, I watched wait, the, the original. Good. First I told episode Jeff to go back to the because, original because I love you. I watched this. It was. It wasn't like I was wildly shocked or anything. No. I have to say it's. Off the ten bat, years ago. not exactly my cup of tea, mostly. Are you surprised? No. Um, but interesting. Ten I'm years ago? For the time it came out, it was way ahead. Oh, of course. Of course. I understand that. We don't, we're not here to talk about the full L word. No, but I mean, you know, as the decade closes, it is, has when come back did, ten years later. That is. It's been a decade okay. since it's been that on. That was like 2010, 2009. Yeah. When, when I was a little lesbian, <laughs> I was Tony Curtis. No. <laughs> oh God, this is going to be a hard episode. Oh. Um, so it's, yeah, just as a decade closing, we do talk about pop culture. The L word has we come do. back on. Showtime. Yep. It is back. It has a new cast with some of the original cast members, and it's good. And I'm trying to get Jeff to watch it just to kind of, I don't know, make him feel nauseous sometimes. <laughs> um, is that what you want? Sure. Is I don't you think want? you'll find anything else enjoyable about I it. Mean, so There were some things like that were fine in it. There was like, it wasn't just women in <laughs> Yeah, but basically that's all. I know, it's true. Um, um, so that's the L word. Okay. So we wrap that up for wrap for 2020. Up. Wrap it's, it up. Um, L word's back. Jeff's watching it. Everyone's a lesbian on the show. <laughs> so we are talking about pop songs. Always we're, we're talking about, about pop songs. We do go off of Billboard here, guys, just because that's how we've started the podcast, and that will be our general kind of direction of charts. Because I think if you start including like universal chart playlists, it just gets all crazy. So we do go off of Billboard here in Pop Kitchen. Yeah. Slash yeah, it's the best that we have. Also, exactly. as a personal bias, it's what Mariah goes off of <laughs> and counts all of her things. That's what I was getting at uh, why I was like, yes. if, Mar- if it's good enough for um, Queen Christmas, it's that's good enough name for now. me. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's her name right now. And that's good enough for me too, and that's good enough for Pop Kitchen. That is what we go off of. So let's just throw some songs at the wall for the past 10 years. Okay, so what is Billboard's number one year-end decade biggest I song of the 2010s? I fell off my chair. I didn't. I f- slipped. I fell. Really? I broke my lesbianness. Do. That was it, if you can do, do that. Do, 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 do. I was like, I'm an I'm in a wrong key. And Jeff, I, n- I do know the guitar comes <laughs> Oh no. I I won't I won't be mean. I don't like the pentatonics. I'm there's Are you no shocked? part of me that thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> it is it lives in that world of musical theater esque. It's not a lot of original music necessarily. It's there's no original covers. music. There is some. There's some. They they do some original <laughs> music. I'm there there is some. You can't give them zero. Okay, that's all I'm saying. They don't but write it. I don't know if they write it or not. I didn't look it up. They do have some songs that are at least they're the first ones to do. Okay. Moving back to Uptown Funk. <laughs> oh, is that what the song was? We yes. literally didn't even say it. By um, Bruno Mars. No. Mark Ronson. It's not the other way around. It's, oh, it's not? It's Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars. It's not Bruno Mars featuring Mark Didn't Ronson. Didn't they co-write? Yes, but here's the thing, is what the past decade, we'll talk about this oh, too, what this the is past, important. I'm glad it is that important. you're correcting my ignorance here because this is a real live thing we have to talk about. We really do. Something that has happened over the past 10 years is that producers became artists. Oh, mm-hmm. they decided they were sick of sitting behind the glass and not getting any attention and only collecting money. And I get it. It was just a new thing that happened. Producers became artists. You know, Mark Ronson didn't become an artist this decade. <laughs> Max Martin. I know. Just a sidebar. He knows what he's good at. Carry on, I, Leslie. I, ag- I completely agree. Carry on, Leslie. I, and I, again, do not want to sound negative. Never. Ever. I've got a little extra snark in me today. That's you really all. do, and you pull it. See, then you pull out my snark, Ooh. <laughs> and then I'm like, ah, kill everybody. Snarky no. puppies tonight. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I guess because we're recording at nighttime, maybe we get snarky. This is the first time we've done a nighttime podcast. I know. Can you guys feel the difference in our energy? 
I wonder if they can. I feel like it's probably different. I think so. Usually we're in between like classes. Classes and coffees. And and we're in a coffee. We're in a slightly more alcohol than coffee mode. <laughs> um, we had I one drink. It's very different. Oh. Yeah. I wonder. Is, yeah. The pop Kitchen for 2020 pop in the evening time. Evening. Is it feeling more like Delilah? Dear Delilah. Delilah. I love that. I love Delilah. I love a good late night show. In uh, Ireland, uh, the late night talk show is Chris Barry. Chris. Chris Barry. Barry. Chris Barry. Barry. Like two like first names. Barry. Strawberry. Barry. Barry. Yeah. Chris. Okay. Right. Barry. I got the Chris part. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was Sperry or, or Sperry. Perry. Chris <laughs> Barry. Uptown Howie Funk. Barry. Got it. <laughs> Uptown Funk is number one. What? I was like, no, I not no, because I don't like Here's it. The thing, no, though, I didn't have know. Have you been to a wedding this decade? Do they uh, ever actually, not do Uptown Funk? I know, I know, I get it, I get it, and that I guess that always should be the measure of what is <laughs> decade is gonna be. <laughs> the wedding. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Of what every wedding, what regardless of religion, uh, right. gender, whatever right. wedding you're at, if if there's a few songs that carry over, my heart will go on, or what, like, um, right. marry well, me, true. like the magic song, like there's a few songs on this list that do carry over, irregardless. That's true. And Uptown Funk is well, it's it is Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars. Featuring Obviously, Bruno they both wrote on it. So sorry for getting that wrong initially, but it did lead us to a great place conversationally. Uh, yeah, uh, trailed us all over the world. Trailed us, yeah. But um, yeah, so it, this has kind of brought the past 10 years. Producers decided, you know, they're sick of staying in the studio. They want to be artists. They don't want artists getting all the limelight. So right. it has birthed Mark Ronson as an artist, releasing his own albums. It has birthed someone we're going to talk about in a second, the Chainsmokers. It has birthed, uh, I mean, yeah. I would say. They're really high on this list too, right? Isn't this closer? Top five. Closer is uh, number four. Here's the top five. Uptown Funk. Number two, basically one hit wonder, Party Rock Anthem. So crazy. That well, one that, was, that one was my biggest surprise. Really? Yeah. Mostly just because of the one hit wonderness of it. It feels like it doesn't have the long like it wouldn't have been that big, but like But I, it yeah, was that big. entire year. <laughs> I guess. Um Shape of You, Ed Sheeran. It's Ed Sheeran. It is the biggest stream song on Spotify ever. Crazy. Yeah. Um Closer, Chain Smokers, Halsey. Yeah. And then Girls Like You, Maroon 5 Maroon and Cardi 5, B. Because Maroon 5 is, I mean, it's a catchy song. We've talked about it a little bit. Yeah. And then you add Cardi B's influence on this decade to that track. Yeah. And yeah, no, no, sure, sure. I'm not going to say like any of those five songs mean anything to me. But yeah, I'm not. Uh, Party Rock was my biggest surprise. The others, I'm like, oh, I suppose. I get, I get you, America. Like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. So. Then it's followed. We found love. Ugh. Huge fan of that. I thought that was a smash. Old hold Town on, Road. Can I ask yeah. you? I'm not looking at the list. Okay. We found love. Is that Rihanna with Calvin Harris? Is it Calvin Harris featuring Rihanna? No, you were right the first time. I am. See, that's yeah. an interesting thing. It is earlier, right? Before Calvin Harris decided to do his album. When it was Calvin Harris featuring Pharrell and Calvin Harris okay. featuring Katy Perry. So Calvin also. Producer who right. decided, producer DJ, who decided yeah. to flip into this world of, I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, again, there's that's just kind of why I was curious of what. It was Rihanna featuring came. Calvin. Mostly because of what album it's on. Is, um, that, tr- is that kind of where why we made yeah the distinction? we would have been on, anti. Maybe it's not on. Um, it's not on the naked one, unapologetic, or um, is that what it's called? I don't remember. Apologetic. Album names. Fuck. What's that? I forget. That's what I'm trying to remember. Um, but I'm it is. Until the next ones. Um, okay. And then we got Old Town Road. That was like obviously I mean, coming in at the yeah. end here. Hot um, this year. And then, oh, big one. Somebody that I used to know. Number eight, Gautier. Oh, yeah. Featuring Kimbra. We haven't seen much of her. Um, you would think maybe would we would have seen a little bit. Um, Despacito. Despacito yeah. effect. And then number 10, Rolling in the Deep. Now, Adele, we see okay. all yeah. over Adele. all of the top lists for the past 10 Kinda years. Kind of ruled, ruled the decade a bit. Adele was... Um, yeah, she was huge. Well, um, and we're not on... We're on the singles. We're looking at singles right now, yes. right? But albums, uh, am I correct? Is yeah. I think 21 is the biggest album of the decade, right? Did I reveal something we shouldn't have? No. Uh, 
so reveal away. Yeah, twenty one, right, is the biggest. Th- the Billboard counts it the biggest album of the decade. Wow, followed closely by nineteen eighty nine by Taylor Swift. Okay. Okay. We've been texting back and forth because we it's been so hard to pick a song, <sighs> but you know we're a pop podcast. Um, we should try and pick something okay. that at least defies. So I'm going to go through, before I reveal what is my favorite, here's the thing. Yeah. My favorite song makes zero charts. Zero. So I'm, I'm going to be honest about it. that. That's <sighs> the stuff that I listen to on repeat, 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 repeat over and over is not popular pop, pop music. Right. I love pop music, obviously. Right. But like the stuff that I listen to on repeat is a little bit more indie yeah. lesser known world you have a broad but, range of what you love sure sure i'll accept that um but i wrote down some things as i'm glancing through this this basically the hot 100 of the decade and i remember songs of here that i was like this is a big song i loved it and i thought that it was different mm-hmm. all right and i'm gonna put them in a chronological order now, this is almost borderline, this song. It came out in August 2009, actually, technically, but it made its influence in the decade, but I'm going to say it anyway. You can chastise me. Need you now, Lady Antebellum. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant song. It is, right? It's a br- brilliant song. It's brilliant. Yeah. And it's good. Everyone loved it. Yeah. There's no, that's something. a smash. Yeah. And it, it was its own, like, oh, no, this is a big deal where there's just some some intangible quality about this song that you're like, this is a song. Yeah. This is a song we're going to remember. This is going to, like, whatever happens to Lady Antebellum, this is a song that's going to be Oh, it made, it made their career. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, and it did. That song was brilliant. I know. I, I love that song. It's a great karaoke song. It is. It is. Did we try that? Are we? Oh, we should try that. All right. Good to know. I'm not going to attempt it right now. You can hear what my voice <laughs> is, everyone. I'm going to let go. But um, all right. Moving on to tracks. These are tracks that I find influential that I loved. We Are Young by Fun. Yes. Like, I feel like it ruled not just a summer. It was almost a year where we were listening to this song on repeat and it was everywhere everywhere and it was a big deal and it felt different right that change that tempo change yeah. of the chorus jack we're back on jack antonoff ladies and gentlemen we talk about him all the time with taylor and other things but this is like his his first claim to fame quote unquote he has multiple projects but like this was he was in fun and he wrote we are young and it's so good and Part of me hates it now because it got so overplayed. It became in that category, but yeah. it's still that good. It really is. That was a good one. Um, all right. These came out in the same year. You ready? Mm-hmm. These were big. Lord's Royals. And we'll never be royals. I mean, it was different, right? That was a... Is the, you know, the pre-Billy. Yeah. Without Lord, there's no Billy. 100%. I mean, she kind of paved the way to kind of go be alternative alternative pop be like a young kid right. like writing this it's happy weird dark, ass shit happy right? dark 100 yeah um and it's a great song and the production of it joel little joel little that's um, kind of the the birth of like him kind of crossing over yeah. sees yeah uh we talked about him with some he's on the lover album with taylor um yes. he's on another random favorite track of mine that's i'm gonna mention it's not in like it doesn't need to be like revealed but okay. um broods the band Broods. Broods. Okay. I, um, I en- I've always enjoyed them. Okay. They have a track, uh, Mother and Father. Do you know that yeah. one? Yeah. Ever since I left my mother, it's much harder to know. One of, literally, it's a favorite song. Like, it's it's in my top, I don't know, 20 of the decade. Wow. I don't know if I'm ready to give it 10, but I haven't done the full I list. haven't had Broods on any of my lists here. That's amazing. Uh, I am obsessed with that song. Yeah. They're Mother good. Where are they from? Uh, I think they're they're Australia, New Zealand. Australia as well. I think so. That makes sense. Um, Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're on on Lord's Royals was a big deal. And another song that goes in the category of it gets annoying because it was overplayed, but it was a big deal. And I remember showing people. It's one of those songs where it's like, you have to hear this song. You have to hear this song. Take me to church. I worship like a dog at the shrine of your
Oh yeah, like, I put that in like my alternative list. Take me yeah. to church. Like, come. Brilliant song. It really so is brilliant. The yeah. production of it, the rawness of that production, which sounded. This is the thing. Like it was this different. List for me, in a way, it's a lot of these songs that are, like, they don't fit. At the time when they hit, at mm-hmm. least they don't fit into what pop music is doing, yeah, and that's what made them different and influential. And so we move when, forward yeah. using them. Hosier, well done. Yeah, I mean it's great. Yeah, I mean that's like you know he did the duet with with uh, Marin, but right. without "Take Me to Church," there's no bones. Yeah, it's like you know, yeah, very inspired by. Um, that's a great. I love that you picked songs that defined what was happening on not like the straight up straight top 40 but like the alternative songs that were doing like different creative things and trying yeah, different I sounds like that's the influential part like, yeah, yeah. Uh, well that's a really good list um i kind of like broke it down not my favorites just just as songs to talk about um before i get into my favorites of like i feel like the past 10 years has kind of been broken up to like straight up pop Right, we have their our straight pop, which we always have. Then, what I think in the past ten years that we didn't have the ten years beforehand has been this urban explosion. Okay, I I've looked. I went through the top one hundred songs from two thousand to two thousand and ten, and it was not as heavily urban influenced. Okay. Um, and then for get back to our decade first. Um, then we have the alt left, where I would have put some of the tracks that you just mentioned. Yes. Um. So, but in the straight up pop, it was a good decade. We had, guys, we had Teenage Dream. Now, not just the single. No. But the album the itself. Album, it's a real live resurgence of pop, pop, pop. Perfectly written uh-huh. and produced pop. It's also the last time now that we've seen Max and Luke together on any Katie stuff. So, but on that album, we have Teenage Dream, E.T., Dark Horse, um, Firework. Firework. I mean, Esther Dean wrote that. Like, I mean, what? So all of those songs, we're straight down the middle pop, right? And then like the weird, yeah, we get the weird reissue or whatever because we wrote more songs, which uh, was what part of me came off of that, which... TGIF. Like, there's so many. It's kind of ridiculous. That album is probably like the biggest pop album i have i have to say for th- for the past 10 years even though it came at the top of the decade biggest you're just going for it might be it might i'm be. not saying it's my favorite i'm yeah, just yeah, re- yeah. going off of like okay, these okay, three okay. kind of categories i kind of uh-huh. broke up within a roar we we didn't even mention roars on that too no no um, roars not on that yeah it is you're wrong you're oh, it's wrong, not girl. oh but it's it's in the decade it's in the decade yeah so well, okay yeah, yeah, it's well, after, yeah. whatever Jeff. I'm just saying it wasn't on the album. <laughs> okay. Okay. But the album anyway, and then In everything my else. I don't have room for. Any I know that's accuracy. true. It's, I don't want to. I don't want to get things wrong. It's a mood. <laughs> we also have we found love. Now that transitions okay. the EDM world, the DJ world that essentially went pop. Okay. Which brings in Avicii, which brings in right. our chain smokers conversation. Right. It um, also. Um, I mean, it's the first big song. Again, we're, I'm going to popularize it, whether it's yeah. stolen or not. It's the first big song that did the EDM build. I mean, it was the first the big drop. hit that we went, like, yeah. it is the stereotype of that. It is the mother yeah. of that. Yeah. So For it hitting top 40 across the world. Yeah. It's, it's a big deal. We found love. Now, we have another massive song that changed, not changed, but helped the pop explosion uh-huh. of 2010 on call me maybe huge we're going simple basic garage right. band strings R- right, right on a uh, <laughs> oh yeah huge song tiktok massive right again we're seeing like luke's entry into the early Part of the decade. Oh, yeah. Um, Chainsmokers. Wake Me Up, the Vici um, EDM stuff. There's a lot of these very... See, Wake Me Up is so interesting um, because it brings... Wake Me Up was a big deal, and it's on this other list of mine because it brought... It it was, like, so purposeful, right? It brought two big things that were happening together and decided we're going to merge this. I'm going to get this folk audience that is merging that we haven't even touched on yet. The Mumford and Sons... 
Like, we'll talk about that more. There's more that needs to I'm be I'm getting there. to I it. I know, I know. But it's like, <laughs> yes. I, I'll let you. No, yeah, no, no. Wake Me Up was like, here's this, here's this. Let's throw them together. Let's make them work. And he did it. He really did. He crushed the alt world. That also kind of uh-huh. happened within ten, 2010 on. And this EDM world that he had in Sweden happening. Then we entered into the Sam Smith land, <sighs> which is also pop. Last, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, we continued, you know, Bieber's past 10 years has been Bieberville. But that's been straight up pop. Those are my pop. That's the straight up pop yeah. for, like, the past. Obviously, I've left people off, but, like, I just kind of. So in the urban world, which Jeff and I kind of don't talk a lot about because this is called Pop Kitchen. It's not called Urban Kitchen. Um, Drake. He's a big deal. Huge hit. God's Wiz plan. Khalifa. Uh, we have Macklemore, which kind of teeters on a little bit of pop he does more of the hooks 100 percent. Right? bruno mars kind of poppy too cardi b and then here at the end we have post malone and lizzo the past couple of years mm-hmm. but now if you just Which both of them are doing a little bit more of the merge right completely like now these are this is this urban world that has exploded right in the past decade if you compare this to 2000 to 2010 it's very different like yeah. I felt like I was, cr- I'm like, am I crazy? Like, is Urban like really doing an awesome job of crossing over into um, pop? Like, has this not been around before? It's always uh, been around. Ha- I was right though. It ha- wasn't as big the ten years sure, beforehand. Sure. Um, and I've lost my list. That was really amazing that I had a f- few hours ago. Uh. Um, talking about <laughs> the actual, the top 100 songs. Um, but basically, it was a lot more of, shockingly enough, which has died out. It's like Urban's kind of replaced this. Rock. 2000 oh, to yeah. 2010 was Coldplay. The White Stripes. I'm okay with that. The Shins. Yeah. Mumf- it was a bit more on, on this um, rockier side of things. We don't have that necessarily in right. this past decade. It's been It's been replaced. And, you know, it's okay. It's, I'm not saying one is better than the other. It's just in my head for these past few years, I really did think I was, like, making it up. But there was a huge difference. Are you seeing it now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking up some of it. This isn't this isn't the, uh, like, completed list of Billboard, but it's more like just a rundown of all the songs that were number one, like, in those years, in the decade. And, um, <coughs> I mean. Radiohead. Radiohead, right. It's it is interesting to see such a different climate. I mean, starting off the decade with Nickelback, how you remind me real <laughs> really a big song. It's literally one of the things that we mock culturally now. I don't mock Nickelback. You don't? I I I'm gonna say this and probably uh-huh. regret it. I'm listening. I think some of those Nickelback songs are really well written and produced pop rock songs for that time and by some of them do you mean the one song that they did (laughs) that they slightly changed the lyrics to and then released it a few more times i thought they were good (sighs) i bless your little irish heart i I can't it's just the the something in the pop rock in me when i was 21 Uh, hanging out with chad kroger in uh, minneapolis okay and the band maybe i was did you like were you were you like you hung out you saw him and there's silence. That's fine. <gasps> we'll keep things. I really kind the drummer was awesome. The drummer of Nickelback. What a good guy. Um, Dr- <laughs> Nickelback, your drummer is Sweet. so nice. Yeah, he was cool. All right, so let's talk about um, other things. <laughs> then there's Phoenix. Going back to this playlist, Robert Plant. I'll Phoenix, the band. L- Phoenix is on like a LCD sound system. Love I'm it. in the '70s of Dixie Chicks. Oh. Like we have a very different. You know, not that the podcast was going to be on the difference between, uh, oh, the gray mare joined. We were what just up, there. Mare? Oh. Um, You're the reason I can't make my <laughs> sentences complete. I <laughs> no, love you. Not. We were there for 10 seconds. So, like, um, not that we're trying to compare the two decades, but going back to my list of urbanness, there was no Drake. Urbanness. Th- urban, that's a word. There was no Wiz Khalifa. There was all these bands, kind of European, British bands that we don't, we haven't really seen in top 40 in the past few years. Now, that takes me I to... I do have to... I'm going to yeah. mention one thing Interject. while you're on the t- the early thing. Yeah. Um, just because you know I couldn't let it pass you by uh-huh. and say that I'm... It's just the Wikipedia page. 
but it is on Billboard of the decade. And the blue single that's highlighted that as I look past that says best performing single of the decade, 2000 to 2010. Nickelback. Do you know what it is? No. Okay. No. What is it? Why would I need I'm to bring attention to it? Why would I have to stop what you're saying? Mariah. Yeah. Do you know what song? All I Want for Christmas. No. We Belong Together. Is Mariah the biggest song of? Is, is perhaps, I, I don't know what information what's the stats we're using wait what's the biggest song performing single of the decade it's highlighted as the one in this wikipedia article mariah's we belong together i don't know if you know this leslie (laughs) mariah's got a fan base is she a big deal i i don't ever argue with (laughs) i never ever argue you ever you kind of gave me that time like a slight eye roll of like really it's mariah and i'm like no, now I'm not shocked. Whatever. Right, the next 100 years will be Mariah Carey. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's great. Well, she's only 25. so <laughs> Of course. She only looks it. <laughs> she looks 25. She looks like the girls who did SantaCon who are 25 the other day. <laughs> That's who she looks Leslie, like. Leslie, don't get me started on SantaCon. It is my least Guys, favorite day of the entire year. It was so You want bad. snarkiness to come out? Oh, and you live in the East Village. I avoided this entire East Side. I was out on Saturday night, and I will tell you, I was like, I am not crossing 6th Avenue. Oh, that's right. I'm you were out in west. it. I'm I am not dealing with this because all them SantaConners... Like, for whatever reason, it's over there. It's a little more Kipps Bay, Murray Hill area. <laughs> yeah. And then it filters down into your village and into the Lower East Side. It's bad. And I don't have time for them. Okay? It I, was bad. It's so bad. I only saw a handful of Santas, and I, like, ran. And what's so crazy is they are drunk by, like, 3 p.m. So when I was out at, like, 7 or 8 or 9 trying to find dinner – I'm seeing a few of these random Santa Connors and they're like, they've all stripped down to like half a Santa suit. And like the (laughs) girls are just in their little like Mariah dress, which listen, wear what you want. I have zero judgment on your wearing, but I'm cold and I'm just looking at your legs going, girl, put on some leggings. It's cold out here. I was in my coat wrapped up like crazy and they were just they out freeze. like so drunk that they didn't even know just Books. stumbling around into this and that it's the worst Listen, Santa Con's bad they should ban it they should ban it no one is allowed in a Santa costume ever ever <laughs> except when we do like a gray mare christmas party <laughs> in, indoors indoors no it's f- like look i get like the celebration and like it's similar to Pat- patty's day but it's not it's, it's not it's not christmas i saw so to go to that point like i played a party that day saturday and i was coming home on the train and i got up from astor place Were you in brooklyn and Is no i was coming p- from the upper east side okay um i got off the six and a girl poor girl um, it was wet, slippy. She it was wet and slippy. Went down the full st- flight oh, on the no. stairs, busted her face up, like blood, everything, the whole lot. I'm. I that's horrible. <laughs> I want to laugh a little bit, but I that's mean, horrible. Alcohol, I wish no harm on anyone. Alcohol, yeah, it was terrible. Alcohol. Um, so yeah, Mariah kind of <laughs> looks like those girls now, but. Um, <laughs> is that what the is that what made me say? That's say where Santa? we were. Yeah, we're talking oh, about how Mariah looks now. She looks like a Christmas Santa Con girl. But doesn't matter what she looks like doesn't because matter. she's the number one song every decade. So every who cares? Year, decade. My my last category, my third category for okay, how broke up sonically. Like yeah. how I heard it was like pop, urban, and then alt left songs um, okay. for the past 10 years. And this kind of brought in, I would put Adele in this, even though it's very poppy. I still kind of put her in a left of center as okay. an artist. She's okay. not straight down the middle American skinny ass like f- blonde oh, sure. Britney artist sure. she's got this big huge massive vocal she's doing all these ballads and love songs she's left to center usually depressing like her her big songs are like the sad sad 100% too, right? she's so. slit your wrists like like ballads um, never mind I'll find someone like <laughs> so good you like amazing <sighs> love love Adele um, so Adele was all over all of the list like I said imagine dragons Oh, <sighs> yes. And they were, they're like a continual big deal. They're somebody yep. that must be mentioned in this decade because they did yep. start. And I will say when I heard 
the first EP, not even the first album, the first Ooh. EP. When I, I heard uh, them stream their demo. I know, I'm super hipster. <laughs> I heard the EP before anyone else did. And I was like, you ever heard of this band? And now they're basically music for nine-year-olds, but I enjoy them. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing that EP, yeah. which had uh, my favorite of all was It's Time. Like that's, and it had just enough of a different sound. They were really and are. They are very, very percussive. They like those big drums, right? That's how they do even their stuff. Alex the Kid. That's the lead singer's name? Alex the Kid is the producer and their record label. Yeah. Oh, I did not know this. Yeah. British guy. Um, So that's where a lot of that percussive stuff comes from. Woo! He um, is very much so behind Imagine Dragons, but they, again, they're very. They are pop They're melodies, pop. but I have to put them in an alt Agreed. category. Well, but it's the thing that I was in sense talking about at the beginning were these at the time, Lord song yep. and these like fun, um, take me to church sounded at the time different and new. Same with Imagine Dragons. Now it sounds like everything else because oh, yeah. we found something that Imagine Dragons was doing we and we're found like, love in a hopeless place. Oh. That's, a, that's, a, that's a great written song. I, it is. It is. It's really good. Um, Lady Antebellum, they they were in they were beca- pure, because of that song well, for, for that time. Country, so it's like yep. this is alt um, pop still alt. 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 Yeah, Jose, same. I've similar Shh, ones in big, similar of your favorite ones are in my alt. Yeah. The Lumineers, because um, uh, that was I had big. That on another idea because yep. they give. There's a whole genre in a sense, right? There's oh. folk, which we've decided to call Americana in the 2010s. <laughs> I know, we're but it, we're right? doing it's Irish bar music. It's Irish bar music that it, we're calling. It's Americana. not Americana. No, I hope more people join for this part. It's Irish bar music, ladies and gentlemen. It's Irish bar music. Okay, it's the Pogues. It's I the mean, I, I I could go on a lot about this, but it's not Americana. You I love America. I am like. Here I go with my citizenship paperwork. But if we have to talk about where Mumford and Sons and all of that music comes from, it comes from my hometown. <laughs> well, right. I mean, Country. Mumford and Sons are not from America. But they're also not from Ireland. They're not from Ireland. <laughs> but, right. But, but it is Irish drinking music. It's Viking drinking music. Like it's Titanic. Like it's anyway. The Lumineers took a lot of that. Lumineers and all. Yeah. What I was going to. It's not like they're the quintessential band. Probably Mumford is more the quintessential band. 100%. But they. Hohe is is the song. Like it is the quintessential biggest hit of that genre. Like Mumford doesn't have the big, big, big hits the way that Ho crosses barriers. Little Lion Man, that wasn't as big. It was big, but like... Not as big. Yeah, I feel like it's a single. Nothing nothing compares to Ho Now that I think of Ho I guess because they s- the tempo's a little bit slower than the, 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 the like the the 680 Mumford stuff. See, but it, Maybe it is American. No, but I still I'm actually still with you on this because even still, even though the tempo's slower, it's more almost drinking less of the. You're giving me kind of like the Irish battlefield, like we're getting ready to do yeah. something drinking song. Whereas like, ho hey, sounds like you could have a full glass, full frosty mug yeah. of beer and you're swinging. I belong with you. You belong with me. Like, can't you just, like, that's arms around each other, drunk at a bar, totally. melody, and yeah, swing. Yeah, I guess where you're so at in the middle. it's still that. Yeah. It's okay. still absolutely that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's yeah. That's a very that's important poll that you, you just brought us. Yeah. Thank you. We, we have to, like, know that that happened. And even though rock wasn't as big as the decade beforehand, it still was there, but not a lot. It really wasn't there a lot. Um, right. We had fun some nights, obviously, um, which they've obviously they fucking disappeared. Where are you gone? Um, you've disappeared completely Jack's the past few years. doing other things. I, I mean, I guess, but like Nate doesn't Nate's do and he Nate's like writing with other people, right. I guess. Um, Twenty one pilots closer here to the end <sighs> of the decade, which is off the back end of Imagine Dragons and Ex Ambassadors and all yeah. of that world. Um, they had a couple of huge hits there a few years ago. They're that band that's like. I think everybody thought that they were cool and listened to this band that no one heard of. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, they have no one thing, knows like, about this band. Have you ever heard of 21 Pilots? And like for six months, they were that. And then all of a sudden, they're it was top touring. 40. They're, they're at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Like, um, those are just, again, guys, some of, not all of, just kind of very simple picks from the Billboard Top 100 just to kind of get into this conversation. But now. But now. But now, when you go there, you make me nervous. What are we? But I now know we? it's it's the f- we have to. But now, talk about 
What? We have to talk about our favorite song. Okay. You make and I mean, it's sometimes. it's impossible. Like on a daily or weekly or monthly basis, your favorite song from the past 10 year c- years could obviously change. But Jeff and I, we at least we tried, is pick a song that at least sonically, lyrically, emotionally, we thought defined the sound of the past 10 years for us right is what we tried to do we're not saying this is the best song of the past songs of the past 10 years but for us what we thought maybe changed the course Uh of it all all right you know leslie you know you asked me for a favorite and there's no chance and i'm gonna guess that you might be similar i can't it was hard but i (laughs) (laughs) i have to give you options okay well let's do it um all right do you want? Do I have to say things? I'm gonna say do you want okay. me to go first? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I do can go first because so I want to. All right, okay. go. No, 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 you. You're right. You're right. I Let's forced see. myself. I was like, you gun to my head. I, oh, I, I had to because I, I just. Commitment. I'm gonna. That's why you're married and I am very much not. <laughs> commitment. Let's hear it. Okay, hold on. <laughs> this is the song that I think sonically changed a lot, and I come back to a lot. Oh. It doesn't change. It doesn't has not. Aged bad. Badly. Oh. Robin. It's a big deal. Yeah. I'm grooving. It's And I can do harmonies for once. Whoa, Leslie's making <laughs> a harmony. I can That's only do it for deal. epic songs. That's it. All right. Okay, sorry. No, I can, you let, know what? I'm just going to sing it over. Tell, tell me um, about yeah. it. What? So this is Robin, obviously. Um, this is Dancing on My Own. Um, I do have to stop it, though, because I'll never be able to talk through it. So it's Robin, um, Dancing on My Own. Yeah. Um, top of the decade. It's not even it in the past. Didn't it? Yeah, so yeah. literally top of the decade. It was off her fifth album, um, Body Talk, but it was Body Talk Part One, which kind of saw her um, coming back into the limelight after kind of separating from the Maxes and her teenage kind of yeah. stardom and coming back into on her own record label. It was Body Talk Part One, which was followed by Two and Three. So. Was written by Robin and Patrick Berger, Berger or Berger. Berger. Um, yeah, it was. I, I mean, I have so many notes and so many things to say on this, but the main thing I want to say is I feel that this is one of the greatest pop songs and pop written songs of the past ten years. It it is in a perfect Whoa. category for me. Whoa. Yeah, lyrically sonically production uh, it, it ticks all of the boxes even though it wasn't even a hit here it's an she's a cult artist at this point it's weird um, and by cult you mean gay gay yeah and so like here's a, here's just like some things that um is like said uh, like some facts behind this song um it was her first number one in sweden she didn't even have no, her first, first number, number one, one in Sweden. Yep. Um, it no was way. covered recently by Callum Scott, which went right. number three, the British guy. Um, and like, yeah, it's like a gay, it's, yeah, it's kind kind of become like a gay anthem, but it's just like, she says an inherently like sad pop song. Um, it's called Dancing on My Own. It's, yeah. yeah it's, it's like inspired. It has that like kind of disco. She was listening to a lot of the Donna, Donna Summer stuff, yeah. um, getting into body talk. And you can you can hear a lot of that. But I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's perfect. Like first off, we're at like 118 BPM. So we're at, did you know about this tempo? 118, do you want to know about 118? No, yeah. I mean um, scientists have proved now that this is the confirmed the perfect walking tempo for humans. Okay. Straight away, we've I'm got like this subconscious thing in our brains okay. where 118 is apparently like uh, the perfect moving tempo. Very interesting. Um, we are at a 154 chord progression. <laughs> Leslie, <laughs> using the Roman numerals. 
So what I know about 154 is that it feels very familiar. It's very familiar. It's um, yeah, it's so many things. I mean, you say the Roman numerals that I have songs pop into my head. That's the crazy. That's thing. where you go yeah. to. Um, the first song is truly madly deeply. Carry on. Right, very teen pop. Um, yeah. And so what? What she's done with this? And again, I, I have so many notes, and I, I don't even know where to go with them. It's just, it's very hard to get all of the emotions. A sad, happy, dancing, breakup, fun, emotion into one song. And she does that in this song. We open with these like hammering, pulsing synth, like four on the floor at this perfect walking tempo um, in a perfect familiar chord progression. And we're like, oh, I'm in. Like, all right, let's go. It's something about a dance floor. I'm totally into this. We're in Pop Explosion 2010. No. We're straight off the bat. Somebody said you got a new friend. Wait, what? No, that can't be. This does not match the sound. There's something wrong here. And she does something that's been talked about on podcasts before with this verse is uh-huh. she huge, uses this huge amount of space. This is the genius of the verses of this song in between each line. And what it does is uh-huh. it creates room for the listener to interpret what each lyric and where we're going and have them put themselves into the, the singer's shoes. For okay. a pop song, a six-second space is like eternities. So it goes, somebody said you got a new friend. One and two and three and four. Yeah. And does she love you better than I can? Space and space uh-huh. and space. There's so much space in this verse. Uh-huh. Um, so her and Patrick, um, and all my research that I was doing, they said the track and the melody came very quickly, but their lyrics... They spent weeks and weeks and weeks on going back and forth because there's so much space and it's not lyric after lyric. They had to really sum up what they wanted to say in four lines very quickly because the pre is only bottles spinning around in circles. Boom, we're into the chorus. So you very they have a very short amount of time to get this heartbroken, crying on the dance floor. I'm watching my ex be with somebody else, but I'm kind of drunk, but we're kind of having fun, emotion, in six lines. I don't, I, again, no, stop I, me no, as no, I... No, here's the thing. This is what this is different for our usual format, if you will. Right. I am speechless in a way because, like, I don't have, always enjoyed and respected the song. Yeah. Don't have a personal connection to it. Right. Based on, a lot of it's about timing, right? Yes, um, I just don't have a specific yep. personal connection to it. But every, I'm so fascinated here. I'm literally just like listening to Leslie with my mouth wide open, just like, uh huh. <laughs> okay, tell me more. Good. I so mean, I'm, th- yeah. So this sparseness in the verse creates this uh, almost mouth wide open, like, there's a big black sky over my town. I know where you're at. I bet she's around. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, oh shit. Now I'm happy because of the music, but I'm sad because Ooh. what she's singing. Girl, so this <laughs> thing. Yes. This is a thing that I'm always obsessed with music. Yeah. I think I brought it up in different forms. I'm going to use this term. There's that she's using a purposeful like cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Okay, where it's like you're yes. giving me happy. Yep. You're making my brain feel happy with music, but lyrically you're telling me sadness. Yes. And so it kind of doesn't make sense, but it draws you in more because yep. you're interested. That is without a doubt one of my favorite things when it's done right sometimes to me it's like this is actually like it doesn't work it can very very more easily not work because of those things because it does not go together yeah but strangely enough the like the melody of it isn't that happy the chord progression the production of it is happy yeah melody of it has enough of a like Con- contemplative quality. Yeah. And it's like you're pulling some of that, but still, I'm loving, yeah. I'm loving that you brought up this point is yes, you're like, I'm feeling happy, but wait, what'd you say? Completely. And because she gives you so much space, you actually get time to digest it. You're like, right. oh no, she just saw her ex and she's at a club. What's she gonna do? What's she gonna do? Like, what the fuck? Because like, you're, she went on, I like, I tried to pull as many quotes as I could uh-huh. um, from her to talk about the lyrics of this. Right. And one was, um, 
Uh, people have said so many expectations. People have so many expectations when they go out. So many wishes about what their night is going to be. If they're going to meet the person, have fun with their friends, have a good high, um, have a good high, hear good music. People get drunk, turn into themselves in a way, and they go to experience some kind of emotion. But it's not always about fun. There is a destructive side to going out. But I'm more into the empowerment of going out because it's always been the place where I could be myself and get inspired. Even if I'm sad, dancing is a way to let stuff out. So like when I think about that quote and I think about everything that's packed into this song, it's just so much. It's drinking, it's partying, it's drinking and partying to be over an ex. It's being happy that you're over it. It's letting it go because you're over it. It's dancing to emote all of these things. There's so much going on within this lyric and track that this is why I've chosen it as my song of the decade because it does everything. Um, and I again, like I'm rushing through like some parts of my notes because I'm so excited to talk about an, an a song that can that can do everything. Um, when as the song goes on, I'll I'll break I'll get down to the the end of it and then we'll move on to Jeff's, but why sh- then she can pull back to the emotional side of it again is not only does she is she lyrically pulling down she pulls the track down so all the way we've got uh-huh. this drilling uh-huh. synth four on the floor we're at this perfect tempo we have this huge chorus and then she pulls it all down the synth and the drum comes out and it goes so far away but still so near i'm not gonna sing it the lights go on <laughs> the music dies but you don't see me standing here. I just came to say goodbye. So we get like a little bit of resolution and all of the track pulls down. So then you're like, well, okay. You have the kind of disoriented feeling when you're kind of tipsy after a club and all the lights go on, the music dies. And she's literally discussing that feeling within a club and that feeling within a relationship. You're like, I don't want to see it. I know I'd, I'd rather be in the dark with the music and then she pulls it all back in and we go off for this final course. <sighs> Take a breath. That was great. So that's huge. I'm going to be listening to that song and repeat now yep. as it's nice 10 year anniversary resurgence. Completely. Almost 10 years. Not quite because that wouldn't fit in the decade. It wasn't 2010. We fit in the decade. That's. Um, my three just to give three and then i'm gonna let you go oh please i want to hear them all dancing on my own somebody that i used to know oh. and teenage dream that's it good night that's great <laughs> those are somebody that i used to know is a big one for yes. me too it, it goes in that same i'm just gonna mention because it goes in that same category of influential indie alt pop where when it came out you're like huh and it has Sonically, that what is happening yeah and it sounds weird in the right way yeah what? What is and it? happy sad. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, this is cute. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, no, but you didn't have to cut me off. Wait, what? Oh, it's even. Weren't you happy with one. that glockenspiel? Because <laughs> you sound like you should be. That's such a nice line. Such a nice line. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Where do I start with the things that I need to share with you? I have to mention a couple of things. Okay. okay. Go. I've already said that my biggest song is not going to be um, the one like that everyone has heard of because I'm weird like that, I guess. Once again, this is this is me and my emo place of I'm a hipster and I'm going to do a thing that no one's heard of. Sorry. But I, I have love a, that I have about that you. quality slightly. Um, you are I'm going to mention because you're talking like pop perfection to me. Yes. We're going to start here. Pop perfection world. Yes. Pure joy. What? From the decade. The song that brings me in that world the most <sighs> pure joy. What? It can't stop the feeling. Wow. Can you believe? Like, yeah, I mean, I can. It is a song that I put on. Like, it is in my happiness playlist. It's Justin Timberlake it's a great and song. Max Martin. Yeah. And Justin went back to Max and said, you know what? Let's write a kid-friendly song for a kiddie movie. Yeah. And let's knock it out of the park. And it's... They did. Yeah. It's one of Max's biggest hits of all time. I know. It's crazy. Um, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I, it brings me joy. It it's a great song. It brings me pure joy. I get it. There's not a lot that necessarily... It's like... It's just... It doesn't have all those elements of dancing on my own. It's just like a purely fun joyful song the chorus hits just right yeah and when jt hits that beautiful falsetto back and forth like it's so nice i have no falsetto right now but it's so good 
So that has to be mentioned. That's very nice. Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that. Okay. Um, I have too many. I have to mention... There is this, the Americana quote-unquote world. Yeah. I lived there hard for a while, okay? I lived there. Um, Mumford. Yeah. And such the like. Could see that for The you. song that comes out of that for me, so defined a decade and in this, in a very specific world sonically, was The Head and the Heart, oh, yeah. Rivers and Roads. My wow. jam. Still to this day, it's my sound check song for the record. If you ever, you know, if I'm ever doing a gig on the acoustic guitar, <laughs> be expecting I'd that. Be expecting that. It's my sound check song. It defines that feeling. Um, it also, again, lyrically, it's it's personal. It's all personal, is because mm-hmm. this song was at a time when I was leaving uh, my hometown and I moved wow. out of the place that I was living for the past mostly 25 years, um, and I left, and mm-hmm. it was like. Um, it talks about, you know, my family lives in a different state and we kind of start off there, rivers and roads and I miss your face. And so obviously it just hit at the right time personally for me. Swinging to the other side of yeah. pop indie. Yeah. Churches is a band that defined a bit of the decade for me. I get that. They are the pinnacle of the Euro uh, synth pop yeah. for me. Love them. And Recover is Good. It? If I recover, uh, Lauren's voice yeah. is money. Her Scottish accent, just the right way, enough on that is it. And I'm obsessed with it. So it's like those two. I guess I've given you the three worlds. Like I like pure that. pop, Americana folk pop, Euro synth pop. Um, and then there's this weird world that's just indie, emo, depressive rock pop. Yeah. And my favorite song of this decade it's perfect that I'm in this like half sicky place where I'm like, in a, <laughs> what is that? Is by the frightened rabbit. Swim until you can't see land. And Leslie's like, huh? What? I know. It's so like anticlimactic for so many people because it's like, wait, what? I didn't even know this. I can't stop listening to this song now. It is on every playlist I create. I am still wow. obsessed with it because, and here's, the, here's what I do want to say about it. Um, Frightened Rabbit, if you know anything about them as a band, the, uh, Scott Hutchinson, the lead singer uh, and main writer, wrote very openly about depression mm-hmm. and would do this with themes that were like musically really low and musically really high mm-hmm. as we're talking about this cognitive dissonance. So he does this a lot. And so I, I connected just like a lot with a lot of like this very real lyrical writing. Yeah. He has again Scottish. He has this. Um, he has that quality in his voice that he could sing the happiest thing in the world and it would still kind of be painful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like he has that yearning dark. in yeah. him, and it just like it pierces me, and I love it. And this song is one of the most hopeful messages in the midst of like a struggle. And it's it's got the quote unquote cheesiest, poppiest quality of most of their songs. Okay. Like it has a little bounce to it, a little lilt. The progression is so much simpler. It's a lot of one, four, five, a lot of that happening. <laughs> um, but it's like it's a hopeful thing. Mm-hmm. It's like saying I've come here, dip a toe in the ocean. Oh, how it hardens. Oh, how it numbs. And he like... Here I am at the the ocean, um, the ocean shore. Mm-hmm. Very common, like lyrical theme, right? Yeah. What do I do? What am I doing here? Am mm-hmm. I going for it or am I not? And it's just swim until you can't see land. Like it's just go for I like it. Like that lyric. Mixed with his um, pain in his voice all the time, and from him that we know battled depression. FYI, he we did lose him two years ago. Oh, um, which maybe solidifies it for me and like yikes like it puts it in that like very special place yeah um but like the ho- there is hope inside of the song there's inspiration there is keep going despite kind of things and lyrically i think it is magnificent magnificent there's one line that helped me move to new york um i nod to the boredom that drove me here to face the tide. Like he looks at this. I nod to the boredom and I actually give respect to this place that I was at that drove me to fucking do something. Oh, I love that. Like 
That's I great. I love it so much. And I know here we are. Like everyone's like, what's the biggest? I've never heard of that. What? It that's is... okay. It wasn't what we, we talked about the songs yeah. that sold the most. That was the song that got you to a certain place in the past 10 years. That's yeah. what we asked. Yeah. And that's why, that's why it's. it's oh my God. I can't wait to listen to it. Personal place. <sighs> Bravo. Like, I'm like a little teary just like yeah, talking know. about because it is something that defined it is uh strangely enough, like it's not even close to Frightened Rabbit's biggest song. It is not. It was a single. I actually heard it from a movie. I discovered it on the movie The Beaver, which is a movie Wait, what? about with Mel Gibson, like oh, yeah. post post uh, the mass with mo- Jody Foster. Foster. Yeah. J Law before she was anybody. Or like becoming an actress, it was yeah, like J Law as that. like a teen inter- love interest, um, but it's Mel Gibson dealing with depression, and he deals with it via a hand Man puppet, puppet. a shape of wow. a beaver. So weird. I love the movie, um, but yeah, I heard it from there, and that's how I discovered it first. And uh, it just it's stayed with me for for all I, this time, yeah, for almost the entire decade. Oh wow! I I cannot wait to listen. Love it. I love it. Jeff so Michael much. Johnson. I know. No, I, it's brilliant. It was so yes. good. Oh, yeah. everyone, cue sales for for that spiking. I hope so. But oh. For some reason, it just it's hitting me in the right place, and I'm obsessed. Still obsessed. All right. Well, I know I'm going to be obsessed too. I hope so. There are very few songs that we disagree on. Right, and this is like we're like and and when it gets we're dark, both just like unfamiliar. Yeah, right? completely. So weird. I know. In 10 years' time, we'll have the exact same playlist because we'll become uh, well, codependent. <laughs> exactly, because we'll have spent, yeah. you know. You mean, this, you'll have more than slippers in my apartment. <laughs> guys, guys, we're, to, oh, to cheer us up a little bit after my depressive uh, little favorite song is that Leslie got me, uh, amongst other things, cozy slippers to wear specifically in her apartment when we record so Yay. when i come in i will shall remove my shoes and tuck, in, <laughs> tuck my little tootsies into these slippers <laughs> they will never make it to my home that is not the purpose i don't want the purpose of them to be there they are a forever leave behind in leslie's apartment that says no matter what happens my slippers are there we're friends 100 percent. now we have it <laughs> it's it's you're in oh um, that's so good um, i'm i'm excited for 2020 though to to wrap it all, I'm excited to see where music goes. If like we stay in this pop urban crossover, like what mm-hmm. our new artists are going to come out, we'll have so much to talk about. So much to talk. Yeah, about. What will be the new hits? Um, we didn't even get into Kelly and Gaga not being in basically in those um 100s. Very interesting. Um, right? there was there's lots of different things, but you know we say goodbye to um. Because I'm apparently doing a ball drop uh, speech right now. We say goodbye to 2019. <laughs> That's fine. We're gonna get emotional. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of started yeah. bringing us there. No, we, we're, we're, having a, we're having Leslie. we're having our we own Christmas party tonight. Yeah. Like, this is our Christmas party. This we do our gifts. We're gonna head over to uh, Slancha maybe in a second to watch the Irish traditional music. Oh yeah, um, we're gonna do that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even remember. That's so great. I honestly, I don't even think. Yeah, I'm this, so I said it was our Christmas I party know, I tonight. Forgot. I forgot. I've, I've I know you forgot because because my brain was on all of the things that we had to do here. I'm so oh, excited. Um. So we. Um, are so happy that we Jeff and I met and we got to start this podcast yeah. in 2019 we are delighted to have uh, met all you guys online and who are following us please um, keep sharing and commenting and talking with us we want to take you into the new year with we pop do. music and we can't wait to talk about the new songs with you in the new year in a few yeah. weeks time oh I, it's a little sad like that this <laughs> this is a big deal it's huge 2019 was a year it was a year. It was a really big year. It's a little weird to see it going. Yeah. Um, and and in that, like an entire decade, and like what is? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be like emotional. Oh. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's Shocker. gonna be emotional, and I'll be dancing I'm on my. So home. emotional, baby. Okay. All right, guys. Oh, is that the when I fully break into a song that is? When we go the wrong decade, about. yeah. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for all your support this year. Um, thank you for sending in all your songs. We will see you, talk to you, sing with you in 2020. Uh, my name 2020. is Leslie Roy. Aww, and I'm <laughs> Jeff Michael Johnson. And for the end of the year, that Last was... Time this decade, this was... Pop, Pop Kitchen! Kitchen.